Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Football Friday Edition. It's the playoffs. We haven't talked much NFL this week at all. Uh, who's kidding who? <laughs> yeah. I did FanDuel videos for this game. I did an ESPN radio hit for these games. Like, And I really take pride in not repeating myself because, well, like listening to me is actually like a full-time job if you're going to listen to all the hits I do. But I know there's some psychos out there that do tune in to pretty much everything that I do. And, you know, I don't want to be a comedian that tells the same jokes all the time, but... Yeah. I gotta tell you, Cam. Like I've done about thirty-two shows breaking down these four games, man. And <laughs> it's getting hard. Here we go again. <laughs> New material. Go again. <laughs> New <Yeah>. material. <laughs> well, no. we'll be on Sunday breaking down the Sunday games again. Yep. Uh, but it's good that finally, after talking about these games all week, there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And in fact, uh, twenty-four hours from now, what is it? Four thirty. So, 20, yep. twenty-four and a half hours uh, from now, one day will be uh, finally the action. The action will have begun. I can't wait, Marenzi. And uh, by the way, uh, the salad bed, I don't know if this uh, constitutes anything, but uh, does a vegetable stir-fry with chicken count? It is no. vegetables. No? no? Okay. No, okay, no, that's no salad yet. <laughs> you had a vegetable stir-fry? Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a good start, don't you think? I feel great today. It's not I feel, a salad. Went for a walk? What? No, it, well, it, it's, a, it's vegetables, broccoli, snow peas, carrots. It's better than a, a Big Mac. Don't you think? Yeah, well, I had a pizza the other night with onions not, and uh, nah, pizza's horrible. And nah, green, pizza's, I had pizza's onions and green peppers. No, I had no, onions no, no, and no. green peppers. That's yeah. the same thing. I had a salad, I guess. Nah, no, a salad's it's... a salad. A, 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 a chicken teriyaki, stir fry chicken. That's not a salad. Okay, it's a healthier good. option. It's a healthier option, <laughs> but it's not a salad. Okay, fair enough. Well, gonna have to really hit that salad then uh, today. I actually feel a little bit better no, you, today. You're not, you're not hitting a salad today. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta cut I, I told you, I got, I got vegetables in the in, in the fridge. I'm going to carve you, them all up. You have up. lettuce? You have lettuce in the fridge? Uh, no, I'm going to do just vegetables. I told you, I'm going to chop up cucumbers, all the vegetables, and just put a little like, uh, olive oil and dressing on there. Low calorie. I like the hesitation. Uh, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> Is it like, I don't know, don't you need lettuce for a salad? No, you definitely don't. No, you don't need no? lettuce. You need vegetables. Vegetables. Not lettuce. You can have a salad without lettuce. What's a Greek salad? A Greek salad is cu- cucumbers, olives, tomatoes. Salad. No, there's not. No, there's not. Just vegetables. Or you can add lettuce to it. Tell you, man, with the, with the romaine that's going on with California right now, people are they're not even selling it at the supermarkets now. It's lettuce is a scary, Listen, scary thing right now. I'm the last person that should be arguing about what's in a salad. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> this stir fry count as a salad. Yeah, I, I thought it did, Johnny. Sorry. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get too graphic, but uh, I was sick last night myself, actually. Really? Uh, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. The old, uh, the baked rigatoni didn't go down well. No, 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 no. I know. I found that the other day, too. My mom's great. Listen to my parents, Gabe. You know Scottish these people are? So my mom calls me over. She's like, hey, we're cleaning out our cupboards. Uh, I got a bunch of food for you. I check it. Oh, so you give me some uh, crushed tomatoes for chili, you know, some craft dinner, all the stuff. Everything was expired. <laughs> I got beans from 2017. I'm like, thanks. Why why you just tell me you want me to throw out your garbage? Don't say, hey, I got some great food for you. I check it. Like, expired. She expired. Trying to kill you? Expired. No, no, no. Just like, I, no, she's not trying to kill me. It's just, uh, what, what, you, know? you know, that's disappointing. I don't even like, yeah, that's, that's very disappointing. <laughs> I was actually angry. I was like, why, why, why? What am I cleaning cleaning this out? Like, where's the good stuff? Actually, there was one good thing, barbecue sauce. I got a barbecue sauce that was uh, good till 2020. I know, I know it's your mom and stuff, but I would have, you know, I would have told my mom, I don't I don't want your barbecue sauce. Like, yeah, I don't need yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Lisa said the same thing. I, I just couldn't I just couldn't do it, though. <laughs> I just accepted it and just went to the store and threw everything out and kept a, kept a couple things. It was very I'd disappointing say, well, haul, though. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe's uh, Joe's here right now. He's uh he's got he's he makes crazy craft dinner, Gabe. Know what he does? He puts it like a chili. He does craft dinner with like beans and stuff in it right now. I don't know. He he, he doesn't do regular craft dinner. He's got to mix yeah, it people up. People add like, things. Uh, yeah, yeah. So American style here. He's got like yeah, he likes the heat. Cheese. Mac, mac and, and cheese. Craft chili. Say same thing. I said, yeah, you know, I don't I don't like messing with it. Me like neither. I like it kind of regular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, I used to be, I used to be broke and live with this chick, man. She used to make that with like tuna and stuff. I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, tuna. You can do tuna in it. It's a tuna salad if you just because it's macaroni noodles. Yeah, but I'd rather just have a tuna sandwich and then the the mac. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't want to mix. Yeah, I don't like mixing foods, Ken. I know you don't. You don't even like when they touch each other on the plate. I remember the one time we went out when your salmon got close to your other thing. You like to separate, separate the foods. Yeah, it's not quite. I'm not like quite. Uh, You're not anal, obsessive but you compulsive just, yeah. about it. But no, but even when you had your chicken from Al's, you said, "Hey, too much sauce, whatever." Because yeah, the sauce mixed. got yeah, into yeah, the yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you wanted yeah, no yeah. sauce. See, exactly. It's like chicken wings. When people when people like put so much sauce on chicken wings, and I'm going through like a deck of serviettes, no, it's not really enjoyable to me. No, too much sauce. No, no. Exactly. It's I like the Seinfeld the episode, separate. remember? With the with the three tenors? Too much sauce. And he grabs a, the pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sauce. He goes, oh, too much sauce. Yeah, too much, yeah I, don't, I don't want too much sauce. He I'm wipes like his mouth with cherry pants. That's amazing. Yeah, great episode. Great episode. <laughs> too yeah, too so, much. I'm, I can't believe this. I'm still pissed off at the golf. I turned it on today. They're, they're showing the first round. From yesterday, so they're not showing. Oh, of course, Gabe. Gabe, today it says it's Hawaii. They're all backwards. Yeah, seven o'clock. So, so you're telling me? So I'm I'm looking at the leaderboard right now. Like Hideki Matsuyama's on twelve. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, Matt Kuchar, this guy's on a roll. Like the guy's thirteen under right now. He's up four shots. I have him top ten, but I didn't take him to win. He was like sixty to one too. I should have looked at Cooch. He's gonna have a good all year right. this year. We got people tuning in, and we appreciate it. We appreciate the uh, participation. All right, uh, so uh, Johnny says, does a stir-fry count as a salad? He goes, he's laughing his ass off. No. Like, we were, we were, I think that that, that taco salad that we were talking about might be healthier than what? <laughs> stir-fry is a salad. It's got vegetables in it. That's the way I look at it. So does vegetables. pizza. Yeah, but so does pizza. Yeah, all right, so, all right, what about, like, if you ate, like, a, a shawarma? 
Like, you know what I mean? Uh, like uh, that's peanuts, close. Chicken, chicken. Yeah, is that well, a salad? Because there's lettuce and there's there's very close. Ve- well, very close. Want to know why? Pizza for, for a slice of pizza, it's like a thousand calories. A, no, no, a salad is a bowl of, of just crappy stuff, dude. It's not cool chicken stir fry. Hell, I like chicken stir fry. I don't mind like baked like green uh, like you know uh, green peppers and onions and red peppers and stuff like that. But that's not a salad. Yeah. <laughs> My world, it is. <laughs> shawarma's close though because the bread it's thinner it's not like you're eating dough like when you're eating pizza you're eating basically like a loaf of bread you know how thick that stuff is shawarma it's, it's a little bit different it's thinner it's better for you you could put some sprouts in there chicken it's closer to a salad but you're right it's still not a salad ghetto what up ghetto ghetto, hey, ghetto how you doing it's been a while yeah ghetto if the vegetables are crunchy then it's it's a salad <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like ghetto style Agreed. That's, a, that's a good point yeah, and the stir fry was broccoli. Anything crunchy. Yeah, broccoli. yeah, you ate broccoli. That's, that's pretty damn yeah. good. Thank like, you. Like I'm repulsed. I how's, can't eat how's carrots. How's carrots? Listen, I'm not. I'm not calling you out for it. I, my vegetable consumption is terrible, terrible. But um, I was just stating I didn't believe you when you said you were going to eat a salad. Yeah, well, I, I know. I actually took it to heart because I didn't like the way. I, I don't even think you could eat a full salad. Oh, I've done it many and times. You can eat a full I, I, anything. I could pr- I, pr- I prefer I prefer beef to be in it. I prefer okay. chicken to be in it, but I will I will eat a full salad. It sounds like a bet between you and me. When you come here Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, yeah. We'll go to Al's. We'll go I'll, grab, I'll, I'll go to the salad bar. I'll we'll hit both I'll get a big salad. We'll both can I put the ch- ingredients. Could I, could I put the cheese on it or no? Yeah, yeah whatever's part, whatever's okay. in the salad whatever's bar. In the salad bar? Oh, that will be I'll enjoy, enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. Enjoy it. And we'll both get a salad. Yeah, and we'll better. see if we could if if he both of us can get through it. Oh, Gabe, I made a dog bone on air before. I think I can get through a salad. That's true. I, I, I think you enjoy the dog bone more than the salad. It's a vile meat, bro. Like. <laughs> Dude, I tried to drink a Diet Coke on the show the other night on a oh, podcast. Yeah, not a fan. I was like, not there was fan. nothing in the fridge. Yeah, Clam Chowder was here. Clam Chowder was disappointed. I didn't. I feel bad. Like after he's I getting on diet beverages now, right? Yeah, he's no, he's, he's hooked that. on Coke Zero. He says not much better aspartame is just as bad as sugar it's not he's not doing anything to help himself so i told clam chowder i said there's a couple of diet cokes in the fridge that have been there for a couple of months that people left here and uh <laughs> he didn't like it did actually well. it was sunny and sunny taylor like they always put yeah. the diet cokes in their booze and you now clam chowder ran to the fridge but you know he probably back but i was like all right i'll have a i'll have a i'll have a dc i'll have a diet coke with uh with clam my boy clam chowder I couldn't get through it, Cam. Like oh, I had one awful. sip, I had a stomach ache right away. I was like, "Oh God!" Like, how do people drink this stuff? I know, like, Joe. Diet, Joe's... Diet Coke's a popular drink too. Like, I, Joe, I, I, it's freaking terrible. Bro. I hate it's it. Terrible. I hate it. Hey, Joe, how long have we had that Diet Coke sitting on the floor? About two years. His old girlfriend brought it over. Like, I don't even touch you, the shit. Neither yeah, of you he's want it. No, he He hates it. He's like, but the thing was, Joe just came back from Cuba, so I got rum. I might put Listen. some Diet Coke in there, but I don't. Nah, really don't want ruin to do the that. rum. Yeah, I know. Don't ruin the, the rum. <laughs> Listen, I my ex, one of my ex girlfriends used to have the the fridge stack. She used to get pissed off because I used to slam them when I was hungover. Yeah. And I used to say these things are terrible, and I drink them all the time. <laughs> Is uh, Diet Seven Up? Yeah, I find the clear yeah, drinks are better that way. Yeah, the diet, it's yeah, somehow yeah. it's not disgusting. It's just a weaker Seven Up. You know what I mean? It's like. Eh. But you, you know what's better, too? 
Diet Dr. Pepper is better than any, like, it's one of those ones, like, I can deal with it, but the Diet Pepsi and Coke, no. Diet Dr. Pepper. I find Dr. Pepper, I like the first sip, and then I don't like it after that. Like, that first Sugary. sip, I'm like, ah, it's oh, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. And then after, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. It gives me a stomachache. Same with uh, root beer for some reason. Oh, I like root beer, but yeah. there's something about it. I always get a stomachache after I drink root beer. It's just the way it's uh, formulated. It's too, you're right. It's too. Uh, and all this talk of soda. Man. Syrup. I'm, I know. My I got, mouth is dry, bro. Like, I need a drink. Go grab a, yeah, I got, I got a Pepsi in the fridge for you, regular. I can't, too bad we don't have a transporter. You got a nice ice cold, cold buddy. Can of Pepsi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. This I would, nice this would freak you out. I haven't had a can of Pepsi in, uh, in over a year. You know what? I gotta be. I'm proud of you, buddy. I went I cold turkey. I, it's, I really did. Impressed. My doctor told me, "Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna lose some weight, or these are options, right?" Like he told me to get rid of all these things on the line. And uh, I'll tell you, I quit smoking. I can't quit uh, cola. Like for you to quit cola, you're a bigger man than me, man. Like I, I drank I like four cokes in Vancouver because uh, that's all that was in the fridge uh, when I was staying at uh, when I was staying somewhere, and. Um, I didn't like it. Like at first, it was like, "Oh yeah, it tastes good," but I was thirsty right after. You know what I mean? Like it, it really is true. And I know it's hard to kick it, but I, you know, I really was thirsty. And then I drank another one, and basically, Cam, I drank like four. I was like you. I slammed like four cans in like four sips. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were ice cold too. They went down good. Like I got the yeah. head rush and everything. Yeah. I was the like, drug oh, addict. God, yeah, yeah. I was like, glug, that's glug, the glug. addict play right there. Glug, glug, yeah. glug, glug, glug. No, no, I was like. Basically, one massive glug and then that little wash down after. That's like oh. when I slam a can. I don't you do the whole can, but pretty much. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, one little sip. So I slammed them back. I was eating pizza, slamming Cokes, and I was just constantly thirsty. But I still drink. I, you know, I'm back on the soda tray. I, you know, I sort of kicked it, but it's tougher now. I, I do drink, uh, like, juice a lot more than I used to. I eat fruit more than I used to, but... I still like. I had a can of ginger ale with lunch today, but that's yeah, not nothing wrong. It's, 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 a, it's a better than, option. It's yeah, a better, better option. than Coke and Pepsi and stuff. You know? Yeah, Joe Gummy. He buys a lot of fruit, so at night, you know, when we're sitting there watching like the Jets game, he'll whip out like some grapes and stuff like that. That's the thing, Brent. See, I'm actually eating a lot better. The problem is, I love the bad things too. Like I'll slam Pepsi's, chicken wings, and stuff. Uh, it's just you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to shake that stuff. It's addictive for a reason, buddy. I crave it. Um. Um, Drusilla is saying that uh, Al's is just cheating. No, it's got. No, we need to go to like bar. a Whole Foods. No, it's uh, yeah, no, it's. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to go to Whole Foods. No. I know he's right, the Al's salad bar is pretty care. cool though. Like you can make what you want. They just have everything, and you can avoid things. You're right, but like yeah, I I'll be honest. I don't think I could eat a big bowl of kale or something like that. I have done it before. I didn't enjoy it. Like, no, I, I could. Oh, I could do. I'll eat anything. I just don't. I just don't like it. That's the thing. I, don't know. I do like broccoli. I'll eat broccoli. That's one vegetable I like. File weed. All right, let's bring Jason in. <laughs> we we'll do a quick call here. Before Jason, we go to break. what's up, Jason, Wisconsin? Hey, how are you guys? Long time no talk. Always a right? pleasure. What's going on, man? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Hey, I just want to make it clear. I'm not one of those <laughs> those weirdos that you were talking about that listens to every one of your uh, 32 takes on the four games. Oh no! I hope you are. No, no I hope you are. <laughs> we get, we get, we get hits. He gets hits for the network. Yeah, Be a yeah, freak! Yeah, yeah. Come no, on, Jason. Watch more. No, you guys, you, you guys are great. You guys are great. Okay, now right before the weekend here, I, I, I got two things. But real quick, no, I only said right that, Jason, because before I used to like get mad. You know what I mean? People would ask me. I was like, you know, I broke that down on the show today. I don't, you know what I mean? If yeah, you tune in yeah. my show, but now 
It's like what show? You know, I, mean, I can't expect people yeah, to tune yeah. in every show, but uh, we Jake. we appreciate it. So what do you got, Jason? We got we got to be quick. What do you got? Okay, okay, real quick. Uh, uh, no, I got. Uh, what about? Uh, let's see. Got a three team teaser. What do you like? Do you like? I kind of like the Raiders in under fifty or the the Rams in under fifty five. Yeah. I, I can live with that. I can live with that. I heard you no, talking about goats. I know mean, you got to go. I heard you talking about goats earlier. But I got one quick one for you. Oh, you know what's the most intelligent thing ever to come out of a woman's mouth? Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Never happened to me. No, I've been doing this. Going, this is my 18th year now. Yeah, yeah, that just never happened. I've never had like a call that went through. That the was on our, break. our yeah, commercial like break the entire time, yeah. and we're back, and he's still on hold. Like, yeah, it's like, hey guys, it's like we're in commercial. <laughs> I love J- Jason's great. It's it's like, you're like Yang, Yang, Yang. Yes, yeah, like I, I don't know what part of like you know like what dropped the call. Yes. <laughs> I know. It sounded like a bar. Jason yeah, it's like time. one of the, it's like if you're a taxi driver, it's like starting the meter and stopping the meter. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like the, it's like the, the one thing, like, you know, you're saying if we drive with Yang, you're getting a lot of free rides. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Yang. <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Good uh, old thank Yang. you, Jason. Yeah, Jason. And uh, Jason says, oh, I got a joke for you guys. It's like, dude, yeah. the music player, you got five seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a joke for you. Seems like a lot of our callers are drunk. Yeah, I'm starting to think the same thing. Jason and Haynes are, are into the – Hainzer was into the sauce yesterday, too. It's true. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, a couple of last calls have been drunk. I agree. A lot of people hey, – they, some people just – Well, it uh, is Friday. They can drink in the afternoon. Exactly, yeah. Some, some places just – some people just don't go to work Friday, Gabe. Well, they, they went to work early. and oh, uh, yeah. they're, they're, Took care of business early. I got to tell you what, we've been doing this show for 24 minutes, and I, I already feel like a drink myself. I, I'm with you, man. I really, I, I took Hainzer's advice, and I went uh, before it was like just expensive a, beers. Uh, ginger yeah. ale or a Sprite, I, we were talking about. Now suddenly I'm like, ah, oh, God, I think I just I got, need some booze. You know what's beside a Pepsi in there? I got a nice cold beer, too. I wouldn't mind cracking one. 
Hanser told me to go to the beer store, Gabe, and uh, get the Upper Canada. He told me it was 17 bucks. It was 21 I'm like, yeah, I don't know, 21 for a 12 I was hoping, uh, keep digging. I was hoping for a cheaper price. But it looks Listen, pretty good. If I if I had a drink every time we had a phone issue, <laughs> oh, we'd be we, shows. We, we'd be alcoholics. <laughs> I'm that's with you. We'd be called See, the that's the thing, like, like where like you get the urge, like it happens to me sometimes. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh god, man, I'm like, just want a cold one. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm walking past the bar, and I'm like, you know. I should just go in here and get, like, severely wasted. And, like, I, I'm turning my phone off. I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't care. I don't care about anything. But then, you know, you got to remain strong. Like I said, that's how you end up being a drunk. Every time something pisses you off or you're worn out or, like, you know. Otherwise, like you said, man, we just, you know, we're going to end up uh, standing outside of a uh, of a liquor store uh, 24-7 doing the show there. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the one in my uh, in area is very, very busy, too. Especially, especially on Friday. Yeah, no, I was, I was in that uh, little strip mall, Gabe. There's a ghetto strip mall near me, and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of grifters like eyeing me and stuff like that. There, you know, when you're walking into the the beer store and stuff, and they see you with like a premium case, they they, they start to think you got money. Like there's a lot of Laker and Steeler and uh, real cheap ones uh, out of there. Like some guys just walk in and buy like a king can. They buy like one can, just crack it. Like that's like they need their fix of beer. Like I need my fix of Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? Um, so here's a story here. We, you know, Toronto, yeah. so Cam's in Toronto. I'm in New York right now, but yep. I'm more concerned for, like, Cam safety than mine. Like you said, people are breaking into your cars. Yep. I told, Twice. I was telling Michelle this the other day. I was like, Toronto, because we're talking about going there. And she's like, what's it like? I said, well, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? I said, well... I said, you know, you don't really feel like it's not like you fear for your safety when you're walking down the street or anything. No, like, you don't. I, you know, I, you don't really fear for your safety. But I said, you know, but at the end of the day, when you watch the news, there's going to be about like 10, 15 really weird things that happen. Right. And, yeah. you know, like it's just the city's so big. So there's stuff that happens all the time. And I, I always tell her this because she loves dogs. So. Me and her always looking at, like, dog gifts in the morning and stuff like that. <laughs> like, nice. oh, so I'm like, hey, look at this. So I'm always telling her that in Toronto, if you notice this, Cam, there's, like, an epidemic of people dog napping. Like, they steal people's dogs in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, it's a big thing now. It's and a they hold them for ransom now. and stuff. Yeah, they do. And, like, like they're... Well, remember our friends? It's, it's our, like... Our, that, no. Remember, remember they stole a whole truck full of dogs. No, Scrovy. Remember when Scrovy? Scrovy. Yeah, someone kidnapped yeah, his cat. They kidnapped his cat, Cosmo. They go, we want your, we go, we're going to take your cat. He had money, right? I think he paid 5000 bucks to get his cat back. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, somebody stole a dog, of course, the other day again in Toronto. This cute dog. Somebody plucked it. <laughs> like, the cops are like, all right, people need to stop stealing dogs. And if you got a cute dog, little cute dog, unless you got a killer dog that's, like, not going to let anyone go near him, don't you can't leave them outside a store in Toronto anymore. You can't. No, they like, take them. I'm they telling you, there's them. an epidemic going on. So, not to mention just all the uh, you know the crime and shootings and everything else that goes on. But I don't know if you saw this story or you probably did hear about it. Um, big fire, arson suspected over at Woodbine Racetrack, Cam. Unbelievable. We were just talking about it yesterday. We were just talking about. We were talking guys. about betting on sports there. Yeah. yeah, but this is more than just arson. Police are investigating a possible arson attack after multiple cars were damaged and destroyed. Emergency crews were called to the scene after midnight uh, last night for reports of uh, vehicles on fire. 
there was a report that there was a car on fire. When the crew arrived, there were actually six cars on fire. Um, authorities believe they were set on fire deliberately. Obviously, six cars just didn't <laughs> suddenly explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A combustion. Yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Like Come I on. said, like somebody was sending a message to someone last night, Cam, over at the track. Uh, Woodbine. Like I said, man, like Toronto's crazy. Like you can't even go to the racetrack without someone like trying to blow the parking lot up anymore. Yeah, I think there's a lot of open tickets and a lot of the guys that go there, I, I know because I've been there. So you got to remember something. I used to hang out at Chula's Joe's and there was a lot of stuff going on that people didn't know about. Like, because it brings all types of society in, right? So a lot of the bankers would be betting two, $300 a race, and then they would know some guy was down on his luck. Hey, can you give me like a $400 loan to next week? And you don't well, see him for a while. Well, they've got the slots you know? there. There's yeah, a casino there, right? Dangerous That's what the dangerous day. Exactly. And there's a lot of that, too. A lot of IOUs and stuff. So, yeah, there's probably my a lot guess of open is, bills. That's my guess that what happened here is that somebody owes a lot of money, was in the casino, and the other yeah. guys that overrode the money were like, Dear God, this guy just this doesn't still, get it. Yep. He owes us, like, you know, probably, you know, over 100K, 200K type numbers, three, whatever. Doesn't get it. Here he is. Let's send a real message. Like, you know, they may, when I see something like this, because if they wanted to, like, you could just kill somebody if you want to. When you're going out of your way to blow someone's car up and then, you know, at the Quite track, like, unique you're statement. sending a message that, listen, we're going to blow your house up next. You know exactly. I mean? Like, yeah, right now we're starting with your car. Next time it's your domicile, you're absolutely correct, buddy. And we know, we've known some crazy people. Like, trust me, I told you, I saw guys at, like, fantasy like, drafts. If I was like, the cops, I saved, Yeah, yeah, you, you know what's going on. <laughs> if I was the cops, if I was the cops, I'd just say to the, the people in the cars, I'd say, all right, listen, let's just save us all a lot of trouble here. Which one of you guys owes money? <laughs> like, let's yeah. just get right to it. <laughs> just save us, like, save you, you know what I mean? Save the investigation here. Which one of you guys owe money? But the thing is, too, now you're putting the guy in a weird spot because you can't rat them out. You know what I mean? What are you going to yep. say? Oh, yeah, yeah, I owe the, I owe the, I owe the mob money, and they blew yeah, my car. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you got to say. Yeah. And they're like, wow, the cops. So, no, you're full of shit because yeah. they're going to yep. go, yeah, yeah, buddy. Like, someone just blew your car up outside a casino racetrack. In, in a shady part of Toronto. Yep. Name <laughs> names. Just name names. Just happened, right? Just happened yep. randomly. <laughs> it's the craziest <laughs> thing, man. Someone just we got, blew my car up. I think we got Steve there, Gabe. I think Steve's on the line. Lucky Steve? Is he there? Uh, Steve. Lucky I got Google Steve. Sorry, guys. I did not hear about yeah, that. Yeah, Woodbine, buddy. Right in my backyard, Steve. I told, I told Gabe the other day, too. I've had my... Uh, I bought a I bought an old truck and uh, it's got one of those things you could see it in the back. I had to get rid of my old car, Gabe. You know the old Cutlass right, I had. On. I got I took it away for parts because people broke just, into the car twice. I'm just looking, looking in the chat here, and I see we have a fireman on the phone. Fireman. Fireman. Now, uh, do we do we still have fireman on the phone here, uh, Yang? And I believe it's Pie Man, right? Is it Pie Man? Yeah. What's up, Pie Man? Pie Man! Hey, Gabe, uh, Cam, you guys sound pretty good? Hey, What's up, Pie, Pie Man? Man? Say hi to How Steve you doing, Mar- buddy? Steve on here, too. <laughs> up, you're Pie in Man? fine form. I can, I can hear that. You guys are sounding like you're in great shape. That's great. That's good. Good. Well, Thank you, great. Pie Man. Yeah, well, our, We're trying. Our salads. Yang, Yang says uh, Yang called you Fireman. Fireman instead of Pyman. Hey, 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 that's what it sounded like. I was like, you know, what's your name? He was like, Fireman. I was like, all right. What's going on today? Come on, bro. Wow. 
Well, I don't know, man. I'm not exactly on fire, but I, I guess uh, whatever. It's your new nickname, you guys, the uh, fireman. Yeah. Have you, you blown up any cars salad. recently? Yeah, have you blown up any cars in the truck? <laughs> he was almost Aquaman. All right, wow. listen, uh, listen, Pie Man. Uh, we're we're going to get to the football games with Steve here in a second, but I want to ask you, whatever happened to Mike in Buffalo? Is he all right? You ever talked to yeah. him? Yeah. Good call, Gabe. Mike, I haven't heard from Mike for over a year, so if I do hear from him, I want to know. I, as far as I know, he was still trucking up and down the road. Well, we hope he's all right. Yeah, we hope he's okay because even his Twitter, Pie Man, me and Gabe were just asking. Like, we haven't talked to Jarno. usually checks in once in a while, but it's been like a couple years. So if you hear anything, tell us. We'd like to know. All yes, right, uh, Pie Man. So we got to get to Steve Merrill. So what games? Uh, what game? We're going to hit all the football games. But you got a pick for us or you, you got a game you want us to break down? I, I can call back later on. I got the Raptors money line there. You, they can't cover anything. So you got to party. You can either take them at money line tonight. They're, you know, they'll win the game, but uh, you can't expect them guys to, to cover the spread. So if you, you know, you can pick just almost anybody, but anybody you like, and parlay them with the Raptors tonight. That's that's my best advice and best bet for tonight. Raptors money line. Yeah, they're they're minus ten against the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Uh, they played like th- three four weeks ago on a Friday night, whenever it was, when we went to the game. And, revenge. and that's actually beat him. Yeah, it is a revenge spot uh, here. So, hey, Pie Man, don't be a stranger, Pie Man. She was a call on uh, Monday. Uh, we're going to be here. Good to hear from you, Pie Man. Stay safe out there, bro. You bet. Thank you. Take care, Pie Man. Part of the, the trucker convoy. The fireman. <laughs> fireman. It's actually Pie Man. Um, so we got Lucky Steve Merrill. <laughs> Not Surprised Ducky Steve, Lucky Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm surprised you didn't call you Barry or something. Just random, man. Lucky <laughs> Steve. Uh, yeah. uh, Raptors are 10-point favorites tonight in this game. What do you think of that one against Brooklyn? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess the Raptors are a class of the league now because, like Pine Man said, they're kind of going through the motions. You know, they're winning but not covering, and that's what these really great teams do because they kind of know there's bigger fish to fry in a couple months from now. So I think you have to be careful, but I do like to look for focused spots for good teams, and you mentioned that quick revenge spot. Um, so I think this is probably a spot you can feel a little more comfortable laying the points with Toronto tonight. Yeah, minus 525 is not the end of the world either. But if you look at one other game, how about um, how about the Utah Jazz to beat the Lakers tonight? Money line parlay, but it's still only minus 189. Like, I look at these other games. All right, the Atlanta Hawks are at the Philadelphia 76ers, but it's 10-1 to 1 on the money line. And the Hawks have actually been pretty scrappy this week, to be honest. Um, you got the Bucks at the Wizards. You know what? This number seems a little short, doesn't it, Steve? Milwaukee minus one and a half on the road here. That's a weird line. That's weird. Yeah, you mentioned the Sixers. They just lost to Washington, and now they're laying the big number tonight. Um, but big favorites off a loss are not as good of a play as people think in the NBA. Uh, a lot of times those teams don't just flip a switch and get it done. Um, as you said, Atlanta has been scrappy here in the past couple of weeks, better than their record indicates. Yeah, Milwaukee 29-11, and 11, Wizards 17-25. and 25. Um, So, yeah, the Wizards vastly underperforming this year, but they are 12-7 and 7 at home. Um, so wouldn't be surprised to see a good effort here. And also keep in mind, Milwaukee's coming off that big win against Houston a couple nights ago on the road, now in the second of three road games, another road game on Sunday at Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I those, know. It's tough, Gabe, to do all those things, too. Like, 
the money line parlays just keep on adding up. Look what happens with OKC. There's that one game that screws it up. Like, it looks good, but it's just it doesn't give you enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just you, you need a little bit more because one, one of those big favorites, one of them could lose outright. I don't know, man. It's like those money lines are pretty high. Yeah, and Cam, the All thing, right, too, so. you know, with these money line parlays is from a risk management perspective, I like that better than laying minus 525 on just the Raptors. You know, I do agree about yeah. parlaying that with another favorite. But you're not changing the odds. You know, long term over the next year, it's the same whether yeah. you just take the Raptors minus 525 not or you parlay them, you know. So <laughs> long term, really, you aren't changing call, anything. Mike. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good it's a good. Steve brings point. up good sort points. Of, yeah, yeah. And so do you. There is that sort of one game. But, look, yeah. if you take the Philadelphia 76ers to win the game against the Hawks, the Raptors to win the game against the Nets, uh, the, excuse me, the Sixers against the Hawks, um, the Raptors against the Nets, the Warriors against the Bulls, and the Jazz against uh, the Lakers, it's minus 129. But it's a lot of games to get to 129, isn't it? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Gabe. I don't, I'm not against it because – the two biggest problems recreational players have, first of all, is they don't take a long-term approach. <laughs> you know, so that throws that out the window. Yeah, true. And the second thing is money management is terrible normally. You know, they, they vastly overbet or underbet, and they, they're not consistent. So the big money line parlay situation, actually, the long-term isn't an issue anyway because they're not taking it. And it does at least give them better money management because they're not risking five to win one anymore, like on a single play. Yeah, and they're also not yeah. playing four or five games. It's suddenly consolidated. Yeah, they get more action. Exactly. Well. Yeah, good yeah. point. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but I don't do it. To me, whenever I'm playing a money line parlay in the NBA, it means I don't really like the card. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. No, like, great well, point. I don't I notice that with you yeah. too, because you'll be. I, I see as the inputter, I see what you're doing, right? So I'm like, this guy kind of likes the game, but you don't really, because if you really liked it, you just bet them individually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Plus, That's if you have a team can't cover, yet they can win straight up. There's not a lot of wiggle room between those numbers, you know. Big, so you shouldn't probably be correct, playing that Steve. game in, anymore at that point anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And even to be we honest, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if the Nets scared the Raptors again tonight. Like, the Nets are balling. The Nets can compete. They are. You know, and they matched the up Raptors well with are the winning, Raptors last time. But to my pie man's point, they're not really covering numbers. Nah, they're numbers. bored like, against these they're, they're grinds. Look at the Hawks they, the other exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah, they barely beat the favorites. Hawks. They were losing they were with a minute left. Night. <laughs> Correct. Like, uh, you're right, Steve. It's what happens when you become a really good team. You become overvalued, and over, the numbers become overinflated, and and you have a hard time getting up for these subpar games. And you look at the Raptors' losses. I mean, they got smoked by uh, they got smoked in the Kawhi Leonard night going back to San Antonio, but the Spurs have been damn good at home. Like so, there's no shame in that. It is what it is. But if you look, the Raptors, most of their non-covers, like if the Raptors play the Bucks in a pick em, they'll beat them. You know, if they yep. lay 12 against the Hawks, they don't cover. Nope. You know what I mean? They lose to the Nets as nine-point favorites. Like exactly. the Raptors haven't been getting up for these subpar teams. But the fact the Nets beat them last time will have their attention, I think, a bit. A bit. All right, hang in here, Steve. We'll take a quick break. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com. .com with us. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right, I'm enjoying uh, Yang's uh, playlist. Good job, uh, Yang. Round and round. Out of the Cellar was the album. Yeah, yeah good call. Great cover. Was that the Catchy one with hook. the... Uh, was that the, the one with the rat on like the chick's leg? Yeah. No, no, that's the one she's like, it's like a it's like a flaming background, and she's on her like knees looking down like on the floor or something, I think. I recall that. Is that, that, tape. Is that the one with the rat on the chick's leg? Amazing. better cover still, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, no, there's a record cover. They had one where it's like a sexy yeah. leg type shit. Leg uh, and the rat's on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, there's like a rat climb. <laughs> They tried yeah, to find, like, keys. not a repulsive-looking rat, like a yeah. white rat type thing. Yeah. Kind of like a clean rat. Still, yeah. a, still a, a rat. Not a subway rat. rat. <laughs> one of them lucky research rats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of those harmless pet ones. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pet. It's it good more until of a it's mouse. not good yeah, exactly. anymore for those research rats. <laughs> a big mouse. Like, yeah, they weren't grabbing a New York... Not. They weren't grabbing, like, a New York City rat and, like, putting yeah. on a chick's leg, you know? <laughs> those things look like possums. Oh yeah, they're they huge. Do. They're, they, they're yeah, big. they they bench press pizza slices, Steve. They're they're animals. <laughs> they yeah. beat up possums. <laughs> they, uh, they do. Um, <laughs> all right, so Steve Steve Merrill uh, with us. Right, before we get to the football, what's going on in college tonight? Is it is it uh, Ivy League night tonight? It's the quiet before the storm. But I got to tell you guys this question. I got to tell you that I went to the William Mary Hofstra game last night. I didn't have anything on it, but William and Mary was a two and a half point underdog. They lost by three in triple overtime. Actually, bet that game, Steve. I got, I got a push. Uh, well, my book it was three. There, William and Mary. My yeah, there were some threes. That. Yeah, there were a few threes, especially earlier in the day. But here's the thing, guys. They played Northeastern tomorrow at home. Northeastern played in Elon last night. They were a ten-point road favorite. They were up by twelve at halftime. Blew the lead. Went to overtime and won by eleven as a ten-point favorite. And those two teams play each other tomorrow. So two of the worst beats in overtime history, and they play each other tomorrow each way. What about crazy. Gabe? Was, Gabe was on. Uh, yeah, it's funny. We did. And the other game that was crazy was UCLA Oregon. Steve Oregon was killing yeah. these guys, and then UCLA went on a three barrage, and then they beat them yeah. in overtime. Like the Ducks really collapsed in that game. They fell apart. Crazy overtime games last night for sure. And, you know, well, it's, it's always bad beats. The other night, Steve, I had Wake Forest plus 21 and a half. They lost by 22 to Duke. That, That's that calling me off. Um, Krzyzewski knew the and, line. He's like Bill Snyder. Oh, of course he does. Um, <laughs> and um, like Nick Saban does, too. You know, Saban will like, right. you know, Saban will be favored by 37, and the other team, Arkansas, gets a back door. There's two minutes left, and you'll see Saban. Well, let's score again. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's like, no, no, well, no, no, you're not back there. He's like, you're not backdooring yeah, this, you know? Three. They were 6-3 and three against the spread their first nine games, and those three spread losses were by one point, one point, and that Arkansas State was like a backdoor cover, I think, by like, you know, six yeah. or something. Yeah, it was insane how close they were to being 9-0. and oh. By the way, guys, I was looking at the adjusted spreads the day after of the national title game, and you could have gotten Clemson at minus 24.5 in one of the big offshore books at 20-1. to <laughs> one. Alabama minus 24 and a half was only seven to one. So it just showed, wow. you know, people thought there might be a blow up, but not the way it happened. Um, you know, another crazy beat this week in college basketball. It's been crazy. Like the numbers are so sharp, so it's going to happen. But the uh, Creighton Marquette game, uh, Creighton, Creighton were, were, were like covering. They, I think they were, they were the same thing. I think there were two point favorites, two and a half point favorites. Oh, yeah. That, I was on that game against too. Against Marquette. <laughs> yes, and they yes. were up by three. <laughs> they tried to win out the clock. Yeah, 0. <laughs> 0.8 seconds left, two point favorites, yep. up by yes. three. 
you have the ball. Like, you think you won the game. You know what I mean? You've got the ball. You're up three, yep. 0.8. You're like, just didn't bound a damn ball or whatever. It's either over or they're going to foul him. No, no, no. Somehow the kid threw it out of bounds, Steve. So, like, he inbounded it from under his own basket to throw it in, but it went over everyone's head, and it rolled right out of bounds. So the clock never started. <laughs> like, like, And then Marquette got the ball. In college, you can take the ball on the other side, right? So Marquette called timeout, and they got the ball on the other side. They did a desperation three. They inbounded the ball. The kid heaved it up with 0.6 left, whatever. It went in. Went in. And then they ended up winning the game in overtime. And then after, though, everyone, the story of the game was, oh, the kid on Marquette scored 53 points. It's like, yeah, but the real story of the game is Clayton threw the ball out of bounds to let them. (laughs) I've never seen that before. That Clayton coach, that's uh, Buddy's father there. He's been there forever. I'm sure, like, he, if you're a coach, yeah, man, like, is that McDermott? Yeah, you, yeah, father. Yeah, yeah, McDermott. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. McDermott. Uh, Dougie buckets. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you have a heart. Like that's the type of stuff you like. You know, that's when you call the wife after. Like, oh yeah, Jane. Like <sighs> these kids are real pieces of work. The kid threw he threw it out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> like Steve, when your kid throws it out of bounds, what can you do? Like you know what I mean? It's nothing. Like, nothing. Well, and that's why we need legalized sports betting everywhere, right? Transparency. You know, they're always worried about this stuff. And if you want transparency, that's why you have everything on the up and up. That's why I bitched to people that cried about Todd Gurley taking a knee. They're like, oh, Todd Gurley took a knee and I didn't cover. It's like, shut up, man. People that bet every day get screwed over every day like this. Like every night there's some weird, crazy, like how, what the hell just happened moment. I bet every, you know, somebody hit, somebody heaved up the other night in the Kentucky game, guys. Same thing. I think it was Arkansas. Kentucky were covering the kid. Was it A&M? Yeah, Texas A&M. Yeah, the kid took the game. They were covering. The game was over. Zero point, whatever. The kid on Texas A&M just threw it from the other side of the court. Like what the hell? He just Dang. sort of whipped it at the basket and went in. <laughs> and they covered. It's craziness. I've, every Sorry, game you mentioned. You no, no, I was just going to say, Gabe, you know me. I probably played so far this week about 10 college games. And I'm on every game. Steve taught the William and Mary game, the Creighton game, the Oregon game. All, like, insane endings. Like, you said it. with Guys, I'll tell you, college basketball, it's the freakiest stuff. Like, you want to hear about bitching? It happens every night there's a crazy game. So, you know, we're used to this stuff, Gabe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just I just accept it. So just shake it off. I don't get mad anymore. So NFL football, it's uh, it's coming. I guess, you know, the, the new buzz right now, people talking about the weather. I don't like to overreact to this. I mean, eh, we, we weather this, weather that, whatever, man. These guys, it's not like they're kids and they've never played a bad weather before. But I think, too, the word, the term bad weather gets tossed around too loosely. It's not that bad in Boston. The temperature's not that bad. It's a little bit windy, 14 miles an hour. Um, there is talk of, like, snow tomorrow or it could be wet rain. Then that would be a concern. But you can't predict what the weather's going to be, like, 24 hours from now. I, I don't trust anything. Like, we'll see in the morning what it's like in Kansas City tomorrow with our own eyeballs. But uh, what, do, what do you make of the game, Steve? Well, I think that New England game's an interesting one because the Chargers are the better team this year. They're 13-4 and four straight up. As a five seed, they're playing an eleven and five team. Last week they played a ten and six team. They've been the road team both times because of the format. But New England's got a lot of the uh, you know edges as far as scheduling, situational. You're talking about if the weather becomes a factor, that just gives them more of an edge. They're used to it versus an LA team. And then on top of that, the Patriots are eight and zero at home this year, three and five on the road, much weaker away from home. 
And then you add to that that this is the Chargers' third straight road game in three weeks, their fourth road game in five weeks overall. It all began last month at the Thursday night at Kansas City. They had the altitude and thin air of Denver. They had Baltimore on the East Coast last week, and now they're all the way back on the East Coast again. It's about as bad of a scheduling spot as you could have. And then on top of that, it's the first time I've ever seen the New England Patriots as the weaker home team because it's worth at least four to five points, all those things I just mentioned, yet they're only a four-point home favorite. Yeah, and that number's just like you see it. It's like lo- it's locked in at four. It's been there for a while. Things aren't changing. I got to ask you, Steve. Kansas City opening up at five. I'm seeing some five and a halfs out there. Total fifty-six and a half in this game. Uh, Gabe, we talked about the offense in this game. I'm not sure. I really, really, really want to take the Colts, but all this talk, Steve, Andy Reid gagging in the playoffs, this and that, and the line going up. But Indianapolis has been so good. You got to take on this one uh, side or total. Well, the first thing that jumps out to me is if you look at the public consensus this week at Covers.com, all four are on the underdog again, just like last week. You know, it's the one time a year they're not on favorites is in the playoffs when there's good teams playing. We see this in the uh, NBA playoffs, also the NCAA tournament. The public starts playing more underdogs. Yet both the lines on Saturday have started to rise. You know, the Rams look like they might hit seven and a half in some spots. Um, The Chiefs line has gone from five up to five and a half, as you mentioned, Cam thing that jumps out to me here, Gabe, of course, is that angle, you know, first-time quarterbacks that went 0-2 last week. Deshaun Watson yeah. and Lamar Jackson both yeah. lost outright as favorites. I think it's 0-9 now. Mitch Trubisky. Um, Mitch Trubisky, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, I forgot about Trubisky. I was saying 0-9 all week. Damn, it was 0-10. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, that's a Trubisky. concern here, and I think that's one thing you'd say with the Colts. They have a nice little edge there quarterback, maybe, even though Mahomes might be the MVP of the league. Yeah, the, the, another number is, there's so many of these freaking numbers, um, Another one of them is it's basically uh, three and twelve, so quarterbacks making their first playoff start that are uh, non rookies, so non rookie, but you're still making your first playoff start three mm-hmm. and twelve, pretty daunting. Well, yeah, uh, and one of the wins was Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, uh, another with Harbaugh. One of the other wins was last year Mariota against Kansas City, and that was a lucky ass win. Kelsey got hurt in the game. He caught a touchdown pass off himself somehow, if you remember. Was that the one where um, they were up like 28 nothing or down 28 yeah. nothing or something? Yeah, yeah. it wasn't that it was bad. Crazy. It was, I think yeah, it was, it was like, I think it was 17. 17, yeah. 17, 3, 23 yeah. I think it was a record second half comeback or so, other than the Bills maybe. It was close, yeah. Yeah. No, they, they yeah, the Chiefs were, like, I remember, like, I, I remember I was on the Chiefs, like, on teasers, like, whatever, and, like, being comfortable. I was like, ah, we got this. They're up 17-3 or 20-3 or whatever. Travis Kelsey got hurt. The offense just completely shut down. And Tennessee got freaking lucky. Like, I don't remember what happened on that Mariota play. Like, I don't remember vividly, like, oh, the ball bounced here and there. But you guys remember he threw the ball and it got batted up in the air. He caught it and it ran into the end zone. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was like a miracle. Like, it was like a miracle freak touchdown, you know? Yeah, it was brutal. I'm with you. Again. Rams and Cowboys. Do you, do you have that third one? Who the other quarterback was? Third quarterback. You said Kaepernick. Um, I'm just curious because it really yes. is. It's an angle that makes yes. a lot of sense. Case Keenum. <laughs> that was last year then, huh? Or was that with Case the Texans? Case Keenum. That was with the Texans probably, right? With the Texans, yeah. Uh, probably beat the Chief. Probably, uh, I don't know. They probably beat like Dalton. I think he probably beat Andy Dalton in that game or Good something. Good call. Because I'm thinking, who the hell yeah. did the Texans ever beat in the playoffs? But well, yeah, the Texans, every one of these Dalton. games was a four. Yeah. And those were both 4.30 Saturday games, too. Just that, of course. <laughs> hey, guys, you know who these guys were rolling out? Case Keenum, 
TJ Yates. Like, uh, like, remember, like the Texans were the early game with chump quarterbacks year after year after right. year in these games. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah, and I also know off the top of my head, the, the only three rookie quarterbacks to win, although it was deceptive because they were, they were against each other. Sorry, there's two of them. It was uh, Russell Wilson beat RG3 and Sean King, yep. 1999, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Won a playoff game as a rookie. Yeah. Sean King. Yet That's all this it. crap carried over into the, uh, the freshman stuff with Trevor Lawrence the other night. Tua had the experience. It was one in four with freshman quarterbacks and title games, and the kid lit it up, right? So, But uh, Andrew Luck, you know, listen, Mahomes had a great year, but there is going to be pressure on him. And what about the Andy Reid stuff, guys? I mean, people, everyone we talked to, I was on ESPN uh, Southwest Florida today. And both their hosts, and they're pretty smart guys, actually. They're good gamblers. Uh, one of them's real good. And I said, you know, everyone's talking about Andy Reid choking in the playoffs, and they said, we are. Like, people almost expect Andy Reid to struggle in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, Reid does have a pretty good record as a dog, and there's some other metrics you look at. Um, the thing that jumps out to me is the Nick Foles situation. I mean, he's starting to make a case it's a better team with Foles. They're four and five and one straight up this year with them, five and six with Wentz. He's now won four straight playoff games as an underdog the last two years. Yeah, but they're, I think they're that run ends this week, though. Yeah, I think yeah, the run ends this week. I think the Saints actually make a really nice teaser play, guys, down to minus two. We agree. We agree. I Rams, think the Saints are going to be every teaser. Yeah, I agree. Rams I love teaser. Yeah, the Rams, Rams also Saints. is the obvious choice. Yeah, taking them both down to a straight-up win situation. Although I think that one's a little more dicey because Goff was one of those first-time quarterbacks that lost last year as a six-point favorite. Yes, but I like that he, he's got that out of the way. It's, he's not. He's, he's played in the playoffs, his second uh, playoff experience. And look, Dak Prescott lost his first playoff game. Here's another one. He lost his first yeah, playoff I'm trying to remember, game. Which one, one was that, Gabe? Do you, yeah, was that the Green Bay game? Or yeah, 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 exactly. Year? It was Green oh, Bay. What a game okay. that was. The year Ooh, Atlanta, was Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. Yes. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, it was the year Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. So it was two years ago. And if you remember Green Bay – Got out early, like they were up like twenty one nothing. They were killing like, them yep. real quickly. It was like it was like a freak sort of wow, boom, it's seven nothing, fourteen nothing, twenty one nothing. And Dak actually played well. Like you know, they they got back in the football game actually. So Dak didn't play poorly in that game. Dak played in weird. I don't know. Dak gets criticized for his regular season play, but he played well in the playoff game last week. I thought too. I mean, he is who he is, but those runs count, man. And that, that was a ballsy touchdown that he scored when he, you know, it was just short, whatever. You know what I mean? But with the Saints, I think the Saints and the Rams, both these teams are going to be refreshed, Steve. And I think they're on a collision course. They've been on a collision course all year to play each other again. And I think they're on a collision course. And it kind of sucks for the Rams because the Rams are freaking good. But I don't know. It's hard. It's going to be hard for them to beat the Saints in New Orleans, in my opinion. But I think they're the only team that can beat the Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, what jumps out to me about both those teams is they were so dominant first half of the season, and their offense has definitely trailed off in December. You know, so it's a question of what happened to the uh, opponents start to figure them out because the Rams did finish the season strong with 48 points against San Fran, but they were dicey against the two good teams they played. The Eagles and Bears both held them in check earlier. And then the Saints, you know, of course, Week 17 didn't mean anything, but other than that Pittsburgh game, uh, they'd scored 12 and 10 in two of their three games before that, but their defense has only allowed – 14 or less and four of the five before the Pittsburgh game. So, you know, Saints definitely became a better defensive team as the season went on. All right, Steve. So, 
Gabe, what are you thinking Go about ahead. this? Uh, you you like the Chargers, right? We we're, we're talking about the Chargers plus four. Steve brings up the good point just about the Chargers road show. The Patriots with time. I haven't been that impressed, though, Steve, looking at this team, and the number's still four. Like, I don't know. I really, really, really want to change, take the Chargers in this spot, even on the money line, out of spite, not even liking the Patriots. But there's a lot of variables and factors in this game. New England, when you took a look at spots, they're in, they're in a much better position with the time and being at home. That This is the game. Do you think the Chargers could win this one, Steve? Well, you know, I talk about how what a terrible scheduling spot it is. It's about as bad as I've ever seen, yet the Chargers are maybe the best road team we've seen in recent years because if you factor yes. in the neutral field game, they were 9-1 and one straight up this year on the road compared to just 4-3 and three at home. So maybe they can weather it. If there's one team, it might not hurt. It's them, and then but you throw the weather, and there's just so many intangibles here. And Brady. I mean, Rivers is 0-7 against Brady, regular season and postseason. So there's a lot of things they've got to overcome. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, covers experts. All right, Steve, before we get you out of here, uh, they haven't started the Ivy League Fridays yet in college basketball, but there's Big Ten basketball tonight. I see Indiana at the Terps, Maryland laying five points, 12-3 and three against 13-3. and three. Steve, what's your take on this game? Yeah, first thing that jumps out to me on this one is that, um, you know, Maryland is a five-point home favorite despite not being ranked against Indiana, and a lot of people are saying Maryland's a bit of a sleeper this year, a kind of an under-the-radar 13-3 and three team right now, and I think the odds makers are saying that as well. Uh, this is a team that does not rely too heavily on the three. They're a good download team. Um, Indiana is also very good download, so I think the under could be worth a look. I think they match up well against each other. Steve Merrill. Always a pleasure, Steve. Thanks for the time. Have a good Thanks, one, Steve. Guys. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers experts. Uh, Cam Wright State's in action tonight. Your crew, your boys. Yeah, I know. Playing the Norse. Northern Kentucky. The Norse. Mine's gone down to five kind of like the, the favorite, but they always screw me, that team. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level 2. Football Friday, the Freak Show edition, and uh, it has been pretty freaky. Our boy Jason in Wisconsin stepped up and in. Hopefully, uh, oh, we heard from uh, the fireman. Uh, <laughs> fireman. Oh, they were missing is Hazer. Now Hazer. Like, yeah, that's right. Like Hazer, fireman. Like, yeah, like, yeah. All of our callers, you all got new names. Yeah, it's no longer Pie Man. It's now Fireman. What's up, Fireman? <laughs> Hazer is Hazer. Hazer. <laughs> oh, man, this is great. And uh, Babano yeah, is uh, Ian. Aquaman. Ian, Ian, uh, Ian Cameron joins us. Ian. Or, or is Ian it Eagle. Ian. 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 Not, not, not Ian. Ian. Ian Eagle. <laughs> 
How come you don't do that, Babana? You can stand out more. Should be I and Cameron. <laughs> I and Cameron, yeah. Yeah, or, like I'm or making Ian. a personal or, or declaration like, or something. Like Ian. Like to do it on Seinfeld. Ian. Ian. Yeah, Ian. Remember, yeah, Lance yeah, says, that, that. oh, hi, Ian. He's like, no, it's Ian. Ian. She goes, oh, Ian. He's like, no, Ian. <laughs> no. Ian. Yeah, if someone ever calls me Ian, I'm walking out of the damn room and you're never seeing me again, <laughs> if I ever hear that. It's sophisticated, Babano. We're just trying to help you out. <laughs> I need help in a lot of other areas. <laughs> Think about it. Ian Eagle. Sounds like a dumb name. Ian, Ian Eagle? Eagle? Uh, Ian Eagle. Yeah, Ian Eagle. Hey, Maybe that's why he does basketball. it. I'm, I'm, I'm Ian an Eagle. Eagle. I'm Ian Eagle. It stands out. Ian Eagle. Yeah, he can't have the double E sound at the beginning of his first and yeah, his last Ian name. Eagle. So I'm guessing that's yeah, why yeah, he does it. If, if you said your name, if you said your name was Ian Eagle, you wouldn't. No one would believe it. You'd be like, man, it's made up. Uh, yeah, Ian so, Eagle. So, Who's so an Ian Eagle? Sounds made <laughs> up. Yeah, I mean, if my name, if if, if you changed the, the C to an E on my last name and it was Ian Emerin, you're right. I might go Ian Emerin. You know, I might do something like that. It would make sense. Well, but I thankfully gag. At least Yang didn't, like, uh, just give you a new handle on his own like he does with everyone else. Thing is, they're pretty good. Like, they... <laughs> Hazer's pretty good. Hazer. What's up, Hazer? I like Hazer. It sounds good. Pie Man. Yeah, but Pie Man and Fire Man, do they even sound the same? Like, no, not, not, really. not really. No, no. But basically, we've got a French dude from Quebec in Pie Man trying to talk to uh, Yang from Spanish Harlem. You know, there's a little uh, bit, yeah. you know, there's a little bit lost in translation. Down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Spanish, Pie Man spends all his time in a truck, like uh, in America. Good point. He's not going to find a bigger, like, uh, he's like Joe. Pie Man and Joe are like, Pie Man's like, I think he's wearing a MAGA hat right now. <laughs> As we speak. <laughs> <laughs> All I see on Twitter is Pie Man hating on Justin Trudeau all the time. Oh, I, I agree with and, uh, you. know what? It's like eighty percent of the hard, country. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to actually. Trudeau's an old man to get stopped get like flake. returning yeah, empties. Yeah. Guys going to the beer store, back off. And I told people that no one listened when I told them that. No, I, said, yeah, I, I listened. Like, when they legalized I weed, I know. I, I said they legalized weed. I said, oh, by the way, Trudeau uh, allowed uh, law enforcement to have new uh, under Dude. like under the influence loo- so, laws. So and I you- said. They're going to stop everybody in a car the second it's legal, yep. and they are. They're pulling people over left and right, I heard. And the craziest thing, too, is so it's 30 grams, right? So an ounce and two grams. The penalties you'll get now, first of all, you get in the system, like you're done. You can't travel or do anything anymore, Marancy. It was better when it was illegal. You just get a fine. Like, it's actually the legalization of it has made everything 100 times worse. As you Way more in. chaos. Way more chaos, exactly. Oh, yeah. Way more, yeah. It's a joke, man. Like now, if you get caught for something, like it's crazy. Like you're oh, done. Yeah, now like you're gonna do hard hard time. You don't get a fine. Like if you're if oh, you're yeah, shipping, yeah, yeah. you're. I know you're a done. dude. I know a dude that had like six pounds of weed, and he got like he got fined like twenty thousand yeah, dollars community exactly. service, yes. like blah blah blah. He had to do like all these things, but there was no jail time. Now, oh yeah, now that's like six years or something, eight years. Oh like, yeah, maybe actually more. the. No, basically, like the Canadian, the new Canadian marijuana laws are basically like like Alabama, <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's like mandatory, fourteen years this, and like it's insane. Like they're, it's insane. Like it, it wasn't worth it. 
Like it wasn't worth the trade off, actually. Like the, the amount. Uh, listen, we're going to get to the agree. games, but the amount of yeah. systematic rights that he signed over for the legalization of pot is beyond insanity. And now they just passed a law where they said they can come and give you a breathalyzer two hours after you got home. Uh, not cool. <laughs> yeah. Good luck in court with that. And, and that reminds me, all this talk about Trudeau and the weed legalization. It's, I saw a game post about the uh, Woodbine maybe getting into the sports book business uh, at their uh, at their racetrack uh, down the road. Hold on a second. We've got to pump the brakes. we still got to get through the federal government before that sees the light of day. That could yeah. be asking well, a lot. Also, earlier in the show, Gabe was saying they're lighting It'll cars take... on fire in Woodbine right now. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of issues. Help. A lot of issues. Yeah, that, that, that's that's let's legalize sports gambling. Well, you know, the, yeah, the next car's day, on fire. Yeah, <laughs> Call fireman. <laughs> fireman. I think I think you'll see single game betting in Canada in like two, uh, years. two years. Two years. Two years. Two. two Not one year. Two. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe by next year, NHL. Maybe football, NHL. Maybe like they're on it. I mean, they. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's coming. I mean. Woodbine wants it. There's others that are bringing it up. NHL teams like the Leafs. Exactly. You know the Leafs are. You know it's basically NHL teams that want to capitalize on this, and they'll pressure the Canadian government. And but like you said, Trudeau is in like trying to survive mode, right? I don't know if this is a top priority, but if I was Trudeau, I would do anything that like anything that people would like kind of like that's nonpartisan. People can't bitch about this because everything he does, right, is wrong. Right, like he can't. He's in a tough spot. Like he can't win. Like basically, like the Trump, the Trump politics, like seeped into Canada. Right, like there's a big right wing movement of that, just sort of over the topness of it. And it's like, oh, he gets, he's he's a big pussy, and Trump, Trump like dominates and pushes him around in meetings. And then in reality, he really didn't. Like he, you know, he pissed Trump off, and then oh. He, you know, he, he's upsetting the United States. He's not getting along with Trump. Of course he's not because he's a big pinko commie. Like, whatever he does is wrong. So I understand he's in a tough spot. But it doesn't mean you have to sell out everyone's rights because you legalize weed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, I don't know. It's amazing to me what a bad politician he is. Like, people on the, le- people on the right hate him, and they're never going to like him no matter what he does. He can show exactly. up at any, everyone's door in Canada, give you a thousand dollars cash, and you still not like him. So yeah. he's not going to so win those take people. Take the cash over. from his hands and then slam the door in his face. You would. People you do, yeah. would say "f you." And some people wouldn't even take it. They'd be like "f you." Get off my property, right? Like people in Alberta and out west hate this guy with a passion. You and, are correct. And then the thing is, and he, he just lets down people on the left all the time. Right? Like, he's a centrist, and in today's day and age, centrist politics doesn't work. People don't want common sense and reasoning. Like, they want it their way. Right? Well, the so, people out west, the yeah. people out west, I know it's conservative city out there, and, they, and they're very pro-conservative out there, but I've never seen hatred and real division with these with people out west to the, to the point with Trudeau. Like, I saw, I didn't see anything close with Chrétien. Martin, oh, some no, of the other no, liberal no. prime him. ministers compared to Trudeau. Trudeau is just being, you know, just absolutely well, crucified by some well, of these people, at, especially out west. No, look at the guy, though, right? He's talking about he groped, he groped a reporter a long time ago. Oh, don't worry, it's just Justin, right? All the stuff he does. Like, this guy, he, Gabe, he talks a big game, but he's done some pretty bad stuff that, you know what I mean? It's like, don't let the little uh, pretty face fool you type of thing, man. This guy's a polarizing figure. He's done. There's no way he wins I think that election. 
He's done. I think that little that grope thing was a little bit overblown. <laughs> Whatever. He's, it doesn't matter, man. Other people are going down in flames for it, for stuff that they've done in the past. I'm just telling you, man. Like you, you look at all, everything that he's done. This guy is done. Like he, he will not. There's no way they win next, the next election. Like I would imagine. Out. I imagine he wouldn't too. I don't know. There'll be lines on it, but you never know, right? You, you never know. It's true. It's amazing though. Politics, like, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've given up trying to guess politics. Like he's. Uh, the funny thing is, though, like the, the world media fawns over him. Like he's the greatest. Yes. Oh, the yeah, best leader in the world is Trudeau, and everyone loves him. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Everyone loves him except the people that he actually that, that elected him. But nevertheless. Well, I've been on what I've been in, I've been on this uh, earth for what thirty three years, and for me, bar none, my, my favorite prime minister that we've had in my time being alive has been Jean Chrétien. I mean, it's not even an issue, not even a debate for me. Uh, but uh, uh, Trudeau is yeah, definitely not going to reach that plateau for me. No, he's uh, a good guy. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm looking at the Super Bowl odds right now. It's from FanDuel. Saints are plus 220. Chiefs are plus 400. Rams plus 400. Pats plus 500. Chargers plus 850. Colts still 14 to 1. Ooh, Eagles ooh, 19 ooh. to 1. Cowboys 20 to 1. Oh, man. The, the, the Colts. Chargers. The, pretty, the Chargers yeah, can the find Colts, a way to get past. Colts and uh, the New Chargers. England. Yeah, those are the ones I'd look at. For sure. Colts are the value one because they're the hottest team right now. 10-1 and one, their last 11 games. They got every chance, in my opinion, to maybe win that game Saturday against Kansas City. Uh, and they're the ones that, that they're feeling good. And, they're pl- and in terms of trench play, Offensive line, defensive line. I mean, <laughs> they've got it going right now. Their defensive line has improved so much down the stretch. Their offensive line, you can't even get close to Andrew Luck right now. Just ask Watt, Merciless, and Clowney last week for Houston. And now people are saying, well, they got Houston's got D Ford and Justin Houston. But, yeah, let's see if they can get to that in the offensive line because Houston sure didn't uh, last week. So uh, the Colts, to me, in terms of a future right now to win the AFC, to win the Super Bowl, that's where the value is. Now, and you look at the Saints, who I think probably, I think the Saints, who probably uh, are going to win the Super Bowl, or at least get to the Super Bowl. The thing is, at plus 220, I'm thinking about it, all right, they're big favorites this week, they win. Next week, they play the Rams. And what what do you think the spread will be, guys, next week? Saints-Rams. Two and a uh, half, three? Saints, three. I doubt I would go five. I would go five. Really? Uh, I, I, think they, I think they might pad it toward the Saints. Just I think, well, home. listen, we Rams should know what happened. The road. Rams Dep- lost depends to the how the Rams yeah. look tomorrow, Babano. If yeah. the Rams, like, kill the Cowboys, then then it's two and a half, three. But you, you might be right. I don't, but, dude, everyone's going to jump on the Rams if they're getting five. Remember, the Rams are a big bet team in Vegas, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, you're talking about the, uh, there's there's definitely that sentiment. Okay, uh, my, my point was, though, with, with, the, with the Saints is, they're not going to be that big of favorites against the Rams on the money line. No. And then in the Super Bowl, you know, if it's the, if it's the Saints and the Chiefs, whatever, it'll be three, two and a half. I mean, look, the NFC is minus 138 on the money line right now in the Super Bowl. So, I don't, you know, I'm just stating plus 220 is not really worth it to win three football games. You know, you could just yeah, bet cr- them along the way. That's exactly. my point with the Saints. It's not worth Very it good plus point. 220. Yep. <laughs> yep, I agree. Yep. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, there you go. You're right. When you make good points, Gabe, yeah, 
No, I, I honestly not the show Curry, now. Yeah. If, if this is all we've got, yep, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> all right, so what's, uh, well, let's start off with the first game of battle. The Colts, yes. the Colts and the Chiefs. Everyone's talking about the weather now. Like, it's going to be the worst weather in the world tomorrow there. I'm not buying it. I want to. I need to see it with my own eyes tomorrow before the game. I'll wait to bet the total, but I need to see it. I still yeah. like the Colts plus the points. I, I'm going to sprinkle on the Colts on the money line, but like I said, I said I did a video for FanDuel earlier today, and I said I don't care about the four points in the Patriots-Chargers game because I'm telling you, the Chargers are either going to win that game outright or they're not going to cover. They'll lose by seven. They'll lose by ten or something, and the Pats will just, you know, the Pats will be the Pats. But I could see the Chiefs winning but not by six. You know what I mean? Getting that five is pretty good, Babano. You know, I wouldn't shock me if it's whoever has the ball last and it comes down to a field goal. Yeah, this, this game wouldn't – it would not surprise me one bit. And I know when I saw, talked with you Wednesday night on the late show, uh, I was actually leaning early in the week with Kansas City more than not. I've kind of taught myself into the Colts. I mean, I really have. I'm looking I'm looking into it more and more as the week goes on. And uh, I like the way – like I say, I, I think the offensive and defensive line, you've got to get good play of both of those groups – to have success in January football, and the Colts have that right now. Uh, and I know Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback of the playoff first-time playoff starters that have been, made their first playoff start this year. But it's it's still you got to keep in the back of your mind they all went 0 and 3 and they're all going home after last week. Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. Now I know Mahomes is better than those guys, but uh, it's still his first ever playoff start. We'll see how he handles it. The Chiefs franchise is trying to get over the hump. They haven't won a big playoff game, especially at home uh, in forever. What it was the 90s the last time uh, they won a home playoff game. So that's a big albatross around the neck of this team. Yeah, Joe uh, Montana was the quarterback. Yep. Exactly. The Joe Montana days with uh, Schottenheimer back in the 90s. Exactly. That's how long ago we're talking about with Chiefs home playoff success. It's been a while. Uh, I, I like the way things are going with the Colts. I mean, uh, at the, to the point now where I'm going to take that. Yep. Last eight, eight playoff games. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to grab the Colts here. I mean, uh, they've they got something special going on. And don't forget, even if the <laughs> Colts are down by 10 in this game late fourth quarter, with that Chiefs defense and struggling as they have yeah. uh, most of the season, back doors always wide open. And, you know, Andrew Luck and the Colts, they've engineered some backdoor touchdowns in the past many a time. What about the total I think there? the Colts uh, will be able to run the ball. I think so, too, uh, their offensive line, to... they drafted those guys for a reason. You talk about the GM, brilliant job by Ballard. They got the, they, they were, Mark, you saw Mack and the holes he had against Houston. It wasn't just luck throwing the ball. They were mangling them with the run. And Kansas City, I tell you, they're going to, the, the Colts are nasty. They're mean. Like, they're built. They're, this is a, they're a perfect team for going on the road with a mean offensive line and a quarterback that can get it done. They got a running game in Mac. You got T.Y. Hilton. Yep. You got Ebron. Like, there's so many mismatches, I find. Like, I know. And they're trying to, like, the line's gone up to five and a half. Like, I got to take the – I'm worried. I'll, we'll talk about it on the other side, Gabe. The total is the questionable thing of this. I know people that love the under, and I know people like yourself that like the over 56 and a half. I'll tell you what, uh, Ballard deserves a lot of credit. Grigson sent this team into oblivion. He's made it a physical and much better football team with the moves he's made. Correct. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll continue our conversation with Ian Cameron. Ian. RightWager.com. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Cam Stewart, Babano uh, joining us uh, right Babano. now. Babano. Uh, Babano. Ian Cameron. Ian Cameron. Ian. Uh, light wager. <laughs> Ian. Ian. It's got a real ring to it. It does, Gabe. I love Ian Cameron. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's a winner. It really is. Ian. Ian. Ian, not Ian, Ian, Ian. Ian. All right, uh, so <laughs> Cowboys and Rams. Yeehaw! Michelle says the most annoying phrase in sports is, how about them Cowboys? It is. Uh, um, the question is, will people say be saying, how about them Cowboys uh, on uh, Saturday night? Listen, you got one thing with the Cowboys. They can grind. Their fans can be annoying, but you got to give credit to this football team. And almost on a weekly basis, no one believes in them, and including myself. And in a regular season, I bought in a bit, but you know, I thought Seattle could beat them last week, and they, you know, they could have, should have, would have. But it was a horrible play call, you know, design uh, in the game. But I give credit to them, and you know, even Jerry Jones, you know, he got mocked pretty heavily for the Amari Cooper deal, giving up a first round pick. Amari Cooper was the number one wide receiver in the league according to the stats since he got there. Like, you know, it, 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 enlightened, it enlightened the offense up. The offensive line got better. The play calling's been better. The defense is really good. Like, they really do have a good defense. Like, the Cowboys are a very good football team. So, I'm not discounting them, but I think the Rams are better. Yet, I can understand, like, when someone tells me, like, the Cowboys plus seven in this game, that, I'm not going yeah. to say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, I get the angle, Cam. What do you think, Babano? I love the Cowboys with the points. I think the Rams squeak out a win. I think the Cowboys' defense can get to Goff. But uh, the one thing, if you look at the Rams, when Gurley was hurt, C.J. Anderson stepped in there nice, so then they have a, a nice one-two punch there. Should be able to get their offense back on track. But one thing about Dallas that we found out, their defense can be very, very, very pesky. Just ask Russell Wilson. He's running around a lot. Bad play playing call. Bad play calling, Gabe. I absolutely agree. Schottenheimer did a horrible job, but Dallas is one of those teams that kind of linger and linger and linger like a bad odor, and uh, seven points is a lot, but Ben, what's your uh, take on this one? Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning to the Dallas side here. I don't don't like it as much as the Colts or the Chargers. Those are the two dogs I like the most uh, this weekend, but I I don't want to lay seven with the Rams. I I will say that right now. This is an L.A. Rams team that in the first half of the year, they were great, uh, especially offensively. 
Well, after week 12 when Cooper Cup went down, uh, it's been a different offense. Jared Goff's not been as comfortable. Uh, that was his favorite weapon. Critical situations on third down, who'd he look for in the passing game? He looked to Cooper Cup more than anybody. You know, without him, hasn't been quite the same. He's made more mistakes. He's thrown the ball away. He's made more interceptions during that time. Uh, that's a concern. I think they're going to have to rely more on Todd Gurley uh, and the running game, uh, the Rams on, on offense in this game, which in theory is a good thing, but I think Dallas matches up well with that ground attack against Gurley and company. I know Gurley was rested. He'll be fresh and ready to go. But what do you need to have when you're facing a guy like that and a running back of that quality? You need good open field tacklers. And I'm seeing guys on this Dallas defense like Lawrence and Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch, the two great linebackers that are great open field tacklers that are really good at wrapping up a running back when they get their hands on him. I think that's going to help them try to neutralize, slow down Todd Gurley a little bit uh, in this game. And let's not forget, they shut down Chris Carson completely uh, of the Seattle Seahawks last week. He did not get anything going on the ground against the Rams. And if they force Goff to be, you know, have to carry this offense a bit with the pass, could be an issue. The concern for Dallas is on offense. They're not the offense that can come from behind if they fall behind big in this game. they got to keep the game close, rely on Zeke Elliott. Uh, run the football against the Rams defense that against the run, not great by any stretch. So, yeah, at this price, seven, seven and a half, I can only take the Cowboys. Um, you know, like I said, I, you, make, you guys both uh, bring up very good points. Um, yet, the Dallas Cowboy defense is good. Their defensive line is very, very active, very young, explosive, good. And it's a good point that you made as far as them being good tacklers as well. Um, but, their secondary is a little vulnerable. And, it, you know, if Jared Goff plays well, I think he'll be able to pick them apart, to be honest. I don't think they're going to be able to get to him. I also believe that they're going to get slowed down on the grass in Los Angeles. Uh, it's a fast track in Dallas. It's sort of built for them uh, and their speed. But uh, Los Angeles is a little bit different. It's thicker. I think it'll slow them down. Um, listen, Dallas have never been a great home team since they opened this new stadium. But I got to give them credit. They're 8-1 this year now with that last win. Now they're going on the road, you know, and to me, people keep people keep talking about how Dallas going to feel at home with the fans and stuff, but fans don't really make an impact, right? It's not like the Cowboy fans are going to disrupt the Rams when they're on offense. It's not going to be that loud. It's more, you know, the, the advantage of the road isn't the fans. It's the travel. It's the, it's the travel for one team, the lack of travel for another. It really, it's not, it's not the fans. You talk to a lot of players and they're like, oh, you know, in a hostile environment, they're like, number one, a lot of guys don't hear it. Like, tune they it tune out. it out. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're, they're so, yeah, but they're so concentrating on what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's sort of like if you've ever been sitting, you know, you're sitting somewhere, and people beside you are talking loud, but you don't hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're thinking about, you know, you're in deep thought about something else. You're not paying attention to them. A lot of players don't hear it. And the other one, it's funny, um... I've heard guys say that they just pretend that they're cheering for them. <laughs> That's great. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. For me. Guy goes, yeah. He goes, when, when, when I'm on the road and they cheer, I was an NBA guy. I think it was Durant. It was Durant. Or, I think it was Jamon Green, actually, because he gets booed everywhere. And he said, nah. He goes, I just pretend that they cheer. They're cheering when they cheer. And it's, you know what I mean? it's like the opposite. That's amazing. He goes, I don't care. Like, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Kawhi Leonard, I don't think gets phased. I don't think Kawhi Leonard hears things. So I'm just saying, I think it's being a little bit overblown. Ooh, Cowboy fans are going to be there. Like, yes, yeah, so what? It's not going to change anything in the trenches. Game, I think the Rams, point. 
I was just going to say, you make a good point about the secondary for Dallas. That's a vulnerable position for them. I mean, I like Crawford and Lawrence on the line. I like Van Der Esch and yeah. Smith, the linebackers. But, you know, Jeff Heath, I mean, I don't buy that guy as a big-time safety. Uh, you know, Byron Jones is okay. Olugier, I think, has some good games, but he's also had a couple bad games too. So yeah. there's, there's plays to be made for Goff. If he's accurate, yeah. make good decisions. There are. Good point. And they, they got they got last week, uh, what's his name, Olugier, whatever his name is, uh, he got away with pass interference a couple of times. Yeah, he was tugging a lot. He was tugging. Yeah, Dallas Dallas get away with a lot. And Dallas, I don't know, man. I don't want to get in conspiracy theory, but Dallas Dallas have been getting calls for two months. And the other teams have been getting squeezed. It's just it's a pattern. Like every damn game, Dallas, like face masks, they get away with it. But I think this is going to be a little bit different. It's not in Dallas. It's It's on the road. And it's going to be in the sun and stuff. It's just there's a different, like, you know, they're not going to be able to, like, to disguise it as much this week. You're in Los Angeles. It's only going to be 5 o'clock at night there when the game starts. You're, like, I'm saying the, D, the DBs on Dallas aren't going to be able to grab Brandon Cooks and get away with it the same way they were grabbing the Seahawks guys. And that's the thing. I mean, we can break down his game. Jared Goff is important, man. Like, Goff didn't play well in the playoff game last year. But we talk about it. Guys have struggled in that first playoff start. So now this is his second opportunity at it. I expect him to play better. I think the number's sharp. I'm looking at a 28-21 game right on the number. Or if I really had to, I would lean and I'd say the Rams win by 10. But I think it's going to be a battle for them. I think the Rams win, but it's not a rout. I agree. I think it's close. I just think the one thing, too, Gabe, is you're right. And Babano brought up the great point. The Rams can expose weakness in the Dallas secondary, but I think Dallas, for them, Ezekiel Elliott with that line against the Rams, what do the Rams guys do with, with Sue and those guys? They over-pursue. They're, they get to the quarterback, but a lot of the time, those good, good defensive guys on the line, they're going in for the sack, and I think Dallas can run around a traps, a lot of ty- those type of runs to where, where they're over-pursuing, and then Elliott will be out there like already four or five yards ahead, big, you know, eight-yard carry set up second and short. There's things that Dallas could do, I think, to extend the game and to really keep the Rams off the field. I think Babano, the setup and the way the Dal- the things that Dallas do well, as we talk about, are the things that the Rams don't do well. So it is a good matchup for them. Should be interesting, though, because the Rams will be able to attack that secondary. It's a, it's a contrast of styles, this game. Absolutely. Uh, it's a fun one to watch. It, that's the Buck and Aikman game. They gave Buck and Aikman that game instead of Eagles Saints, the, the number one seed in the NFC. Interesting. I've been noticing that Aikman looks a lot more beat down over the uh, broadcast game. Like his <laughs> eyes are really red and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, Troy. Like Lisa was he even looked like saying, hell like, last look, week. Exactly. No, honestly, it looked like he just like like had about twenty, you know, uh, shots on the rocks there. I was looking like, and I like Aikman too, but I was just like, I, I, ho- I hope he's okay because did he I've stumble out of bed and into the broadcast? Yeah, did he stumble out of bed and into the broadcast booth the last couple of weeks? He's looked completely like just disheveled. I mean, yeah, a lot of people probably want to have drinks with him, you know, right, Morenz? Yeah. He's a popular guy at the bar, I would think. They gave uh, they gave him the choice of the game. They asked Buck and Aikman, which game do you guys want to do? The Saints Eagles game or the Cowboys Rams? And they chose the Cowboys Rams game. Yeah. L.A. Yeah. So oh yeah, Burkhart like Troy Wood we'll choose there. the Cowboys game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's Both not. Listen, Both good. No, he's very fair. Oh, he's fair. Oh, Aikman's dude, fair. Troy Aikman's been the only former cowboy that doesn't suck up to Jerry Jones. Uh, it's, no, it's no he is. He doesn't. He's no. He's not a cowboy. Dude, earlier in the year, he's on the broadcast. No. Earlier in the year, he said that the problems start at the top, 
he said that changes would probably be for the best as far as the coach. Like, no one says that as former Cowboys. Like, dude, like Troy Aikman, like, is the, the most outspoken of the former the, the Cowboys. And yep. I think Troy thinks, whatever, I got a good job here. I, I'm never going to work for the Cowboys anyways. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like like you said, Cam, but Troy Aikman's not a guy that hangs around with people and, and stuff. Like, he's a pretty, he's a, you know, he's not a straight-edge guy, but he's not. He's not going out in Dallas and, hey, I'm Troy Aikman and stuff. You know what exactly. I mean? He lays low. He plays golf. Yeah. and You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's probably got I a like cold him. or something the last couple of weeks. I think yeah. he's very good. He's a good analyst. He's very, like very good. Too. I like him. Yep. I'm sure it bothered him that everyone talked about how great Romo was all the time. You know? Yeah, it's like, like settle down. Great exactly. analyst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what am I here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a great point, Marenzi. It's like, yeah, Romo. I know Aikman's good, too. They just they just have different styles. Romo talks a little bit more about the insides of the game and that play, but Aikman's rock solid. Yeah, but the difference is, I agree with you. Yep. The difference is Aikman's actually won. That's true. Right? That's very like, true. That's same thing. Like, I've always thought Moose Johnson's been a pretty good analyst. You know, he always gets the crappy games on Fox or whatever, but I think Moose Johnson's pretty good as well. Uh, I think Michael Irvin's pretty good, but Michael Irvin's good when he talks about other games. But yeah. when it comes to the Cowboys, man, he's like Corey. He's Delusional. Just, he's, he's a Cowboy fan. Like, he's everything's great. Everything's, no, Jerry's the best. Jerry's going to figure it out. Mr. Jones. And, you know, it's like a cult or something like that. Aikman's one of the few guys that I guess he just doesn't, He's not in that inner circle. He doesn't care, like, about sucking up to Jerry. Um, all right, Ben. I think so, and one last thing about Romo. I've always liked Romo from the beginning. I think he does a good job. But I think his, the best thing about Romo, he's breathed new life and into Jim Nance. I mean, to me, with, in the final years with Phil Simms, he sounded, you know, beaten down and withdrawn and all held, held yeah, things yeah. inside a bit. And now I'm seeing new life, energy, a lot more enthusiasm. There's a lot more spirit in Jim Nance's voice, I find, with Tony. So I think he's made Jim better uh, just as much as what he's done as a, a, an analyst and sounding good. I think he's made Jim he's a lot so better. He's so boring, Jim Nance, though. Yeah. He's a good Hello. broadcaster. I Hello, mean, friends. He's just there. Yeah. Hello, friends. Yeah. Hello, I'm friends. Jim Nance. Hello, friends. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's I, almost... I talked about this earlier. All right now we don't. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to rush through the other games, and we'll take it into the yeah. next uh, segment. But thing with with, with uh, the thing with Jim Nance is, and he's a great broadcaster. The guy's been doing it forever. Yes. But he's just very. He's so safe, right? There's never nothing stands out, good or bad, with Jim Nance. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like By you're like, book. oh, Jim Nance. Yeah, right. it's not like, oh, He never oh, calls anybody Jim out Nance. or makes a comment, like, on an obvious yeah, call. Yeah, it's it. never, oh, that's a bad call. Yeah, but it's yeah. never like, oh, Jim Nance was terrible last night or Jim Nance was great last night. It's just Jim Nance, right? He's just there. Yeah. Now, listen, he's he's at the top, and he's right up there at the top of the food chain. But he's For like sure. your straight uncle. You know what I mean? He's your straight-edge uncle that's kind of a stew, like a... Uppity kind of, you know, uptight dude yeah, in real life. But he knows. Yeah, mind yeah, the but he's, he's a good golfer. Line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a good golfer. He's got a country club, and he knows everyone in sports. You know what I mean? Like, so he's like, yeah, yeah. he's an uncle, but he knows everyone. Like, he's he in, plays the game. In, in, Call it a, what it yeah. is. He, he knows the game. He's a professional. Yeah, but he knows the game. I talked about this today. Uh, Darren Rovell tweeted it yesterday about, or last night or this morning, whatever, but uh, CBS said that they told they and not that Romo and Nance talk gambling anyways, but 
they're not allowed to reference the point spread or anything whatsoever at all about gambling. And I guess it's a CBS network network policy. And, you know, it's funny because CBS Sportsline actually sells picks, right? Great point. Guys, you still can pretend all they want about this. Exactly. No, but it just goes to show, like, CBS has always been, like, the, the boring network, man. You know, Angela Lansbury, Murder, She Wrote. Excellent show. Medicine Woman, all that crap is all on CBS. (laughs) Dr. Quinn, I remember that. Uh, I love Murder, She Wrote. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. I don't even know for a fact that Dr. Quinn was on CBS, but I bet you it was. I bet you it was. You are correct, yeah. I don't even want to tell you this on air, Marenzi, because it's so so bad. I used to watch well, uh, Murder, like She Wrote with my mom as, as a child. Yeah, like, that's what yeah, got me yeah, into Murder yeah. Mysteries. Because my mom was watching. I'm like, ooh, Angela Lansbury, you know? Anyway, I used to watch it my grandfather. Show. My grandfather would watch it. Yeah, old people. like <laughs> Old people two, love two Lansbury. Shows, uh, Lansbury and Matlock. <laughs> Amazing shows. I think they did a crossover. I think she was even on Matlock. Even yes, she was. Networks. Yeah, she's think, helped, helped yeah, solve crimes. A, yeah. yeah, she helped solve, like... They knew. It was like the dream team old couple. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was So like, right. Dude, there's like a video out there of Angela Lansbury, like, using the word, like, slut and different, like, words. And, like, and it, it freaks you out. <laughs> like, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to see this. Like, it's like, it's wrong. It's like it's there's a video out life there. seeing that. Exactly. Angela yeah, Lansbury dude, can't be yeah. saying crude stuff like that. There's a video... There's a video of uh, the Fonz and Mrs. Cunningham making out. Hey. And, like, yeah, and she's not talking like she's, like, Miss, oh, Richie, and, like, she's talking normal, like, effing this and that. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, whoa, man. Like, it's like it, it scars it. It's like, no, no, it's like yeah. a wrestler. I don't want to see you out of character, Mrs. Cunningham. You know what Good I mean? Call. And, uh, you know what the crazy thing is? And all in the family, uh, oh, uh, you know, the, the guy who's actually the racist whatever in real life was great. And the wife was a bitch to work with, everyone said. It's crazy. It's like opposite world, Marenzi. It's crazy. Oh, so you're saying, yes, yeah, so you're saying uh, Archie, Archie Bunker, Bunker was the was nice guy. Cool yeah. yeah. Carol O'Connor. Gene Stapleton. Yeah, yeah. Everyone Carol. loved him. And Gene Stapleton's a notorious bitch. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the facts, brother. <laughs> we'll take a quick break and we'll jump into the other game. For the <laughs> TV land. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, powered by DailyRoto.com. What you got for us, Ken? Well, Gabe, you know it's golf season, buddy. The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf back for 2019 with the all-new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. 
Check it out, guys. Lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced groupings. Customizable projections for both FanDuel and DraftKings. Ownership projections. PGA finish probabilities and simulator. Outright wins and top 20 betting market tools. Head-to-head and three-ball betting tools. PGA Pro Tip, subscriber chats, and more. Go to DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for a special 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for that 10% discount. Marenzi, back to you, friend. All right, and if you want to check out uh, Babano's picks, you can go over to RightWager.com and uh, subscribe uh, to his, uh, his package. Uh, of uh, of selections. All right, so let's get back into the football so we can get to these games here. Uh, Sunday's contest, listen, I, I don't want to repeat myself. I've said it all week, uh, but I think the Chargers are going to beat these guys outright or they'll get smoked. Uh, I'm not sure the four points comes into play here, but I believe that the Chargers' defense will be the difference. We saw last week the Chargers' defense just terrorized Lamar Jackson. They got to him right away. I mean, you could say, all oh, Lamar struggled and rookie this, rookie that. And, yeah, they, you know, they were a little sloppy to begin with, but I don't care what quarterback it was. When when the Chargers, when you get to the quarterback in 2.2 seconds, the QB's screwed. And, you know, the Patriots feast off their quick timing stuff, and it's not really happening. Their wide receivers aren't getting off the line. Like, teams are, it's one thing with the Patriots, teams are disrupting their receivers more. They, they're quite frankly, they just don't have a ton of talent, the Patriots. And... Everyone in the DFS fantasy world here is talking about how they love the running backs with the New England Patriots um, on Sunday because Tom Brady, especially in the playoffs, you know, you look back over the years, he just always, these running backs, he drops the ball off to them. You blitz Brady, he just dumps it off and they get these big plays. The Chargers are going to know this. Like, the Chargers are very well coached. So they're going to be aware of what they, what they want to do and how to blow this up. And I think they have the athletes to do it. You know what? You know, Belichick's a legend. Brady's a legend. But they're not getting any younger. I just think the Chargers are a better team, and I think they're going to beat them. Um, it's good. That my, my issue with this is the Chargers are sort of like the Raptors will be in, in Eastern Conference Finals if they get there, which I think they will. If it's Toronto and Boston, who the hell do you think the league wants to move on? Boston. You know, it's an, yeah, it's a nightmare if the Raptors are in the finals on ABC. It just is. It takes away one of the media markets. It takes away half their revenue. It They don't want this. And it's the same thing. Now, Russell O'Kong brought this up, Cam, former Seahawk, when he said uh, he's on the yep. Chargers. He said, said the league, we all know the league doesn't want us going to, to the AFC Conference Championship <laughs> game. So true. And they said, why? And he goes, we all know why. And I caught on to this. We've already known this, too, but I remember going back to that Chief game on Thursday Night Football when the Chargers started to come back, man. They were screwing them left and right. Like, they had to score. Like, they had to go. And that was an uphill. That's what made that win so incredible, that the league really did try to screw them, and they won the game anyways. And I'm telling you, man, and now you get the combination of – long story short, guys, if you're wondering what the hell are you talking about – the NFL doesn't want the AFC Conference Championship game played in front of 27,500 people next week. It's an embarrassment. They don't have any fans. Whoever they're playing is going to take the building over. Um, it's a small stadium. They instantly lose a ton of money in revenue. 
um, as opposed to a massive stadium that they would be in. Um, the Chargers aren't popular. Like, they don't have any fans. It's just, it's a nightmare. It's a train wreck, actually. They don't want the Chargers in the Super Bowl either. But I think it could help them if they got to the Super Bowl and if they, you know, that would help make them yep. more popular more than help them catch up to the Rams a bit. But, but Bano, I'm telling you, the Chargers are going to be in tough to get, a, to get a call to go their way. It's like a fight. They're going to have to knock the Patriots out, and so it's not in doubt. We saw last week against Baltimore phantom calls late. Remember, Kim? The yeah, holding penalty and, like, when the Chargers were trying to ice the game, the refs were like, no, 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 no. Let's keep Baltimore in this thing. They're going to be in tough with Bano with the refs on their ass, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. I mean, the conspiracy theorist in you says, hey, look out here. Uh, maybe the uh, Chargers, it's flag fest against the uh, Chargers on Sunday, and that's definitely – Definitely not crazy uh, to think that, at least. But, uh, you know, to me, my best bet last week was the Chargers. I, I love that spot. I love that matchup for them uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and I like them here. I don't like them as much, but I like them enough to bet them still uh, getting the four points. I mean, when I'm looking at this game and I'm looking at this Chargers, everyone's going to talk about the Rip Rivers and the, the veteran quarterback that he is and the offense, but their defense is fantastic right yep. now. I mean, Bosa and Ingram have been amazing rush of the passer. I think Derwin James is quickly becoming one of the better safety uh, safeties yeah. in the NFL. He's been outstanding. And when I look at this Patriots team, their tackles are vulnerable this year. Their left and right tackles and guards are not protecting Brady quite as well as they have in years past. And, and I'm concerned, too, about the lack of weapons for the Patriots in terms of the passing game. Josh Gordon's a big deal, not having him uh, for this game. And then you look at it, you've got Rob Gronkowski, who needs a walker, I think, out there to move around uh, on most in most games. Chris Hogan, who's not had the season he had last year. Dorsett is, you know, is, is what he is, an average receiver. Cordero Pat. I mean, this is not a great, legitimate, loaded receiving core, which means they're going to have to run the football. And they have been relying on running the football lately, the Patriots, with Sony Michelle. That's actually been their MO lately, run the football a lot more. The Chargers just shut down Baltimore's ground attack last week. They didn't run the football at all, the Ravens. They couldn't against the Chargers. You know, Lamar Jackson's ability to run uh, with the football was also taken away by the Chargers. I, I just don't see the matchups here for the Patriots. And if you grade this team out person for person, position for position, you give the Chargers a lot of edges in this game. Uh, and you can get plus four. Now, I know it's a situation where they've been on the road a lot going back to the regular season. They were out for a 10 a.m. Pacific game in Baltimore last week, fly back home, and now have to go back to the east in cold weather. That's something that maybe the Patriots are a little more comfortable with, but for another 10 a.m. game Pacific time, but to hell with that to me. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers here. I really think they got a shot here to win this game in outright fashion. And Babano and Gabe, as we talked about, me and Morenci watched the game in New York City, Babano. We went to the bar and I said, Gabe, look at the special teams now for the Chargers. One of their Achilles heels, it was special. Great, great kicking they got in that game. And Desmond King has been a force returning kicks all season long. The Pittsburgh game, taking it to the house. So one thing that really hurt the Chargers, I think is going to be a strength to them now. And it used to be their Achilles heel. I get it. The Patriots still have great special teams, but the Chargers, I don't think it's their weakness anymore, buddy. No, I agree, I agree completely. When you look at it, too, with the the, uh, the Patriots, I just saw Jalen Samuels a few weeks ago for the Steelers run for 142 yards against them. Their run defense has been bad lately, too, the New England Patriots. I'm hoping Melvin Gordon, and even if he's not, Eckler's capable, but I'm hoping Melvin Gordon is at least healthy enough to function at a reasonable level because if he is, 
that's big problems for a New England team that really got run over on the ground in a couple of these games late in the season. What do you guys think uh, about the battle? battle? Yeah, but battle. It's climbing. Well, the weather's I like not going to be an issue anymore. Actually, but, uh, Gabe, I saw it climb. Yeah, and now yeah, but, seeing, but, but I, I saw 47 and a half down to 47 flat. I'm seeing 47 All right, flat but, but now. Like, you're like, oh, weather won't be an issue anymore. People don't know what the weather was. Oh, I mean, weather this, weather that earlier. I looked. It's like, I don't know, dude. Weather seems to be fine to me. A little flurries and not even that cold. It's amazing. That's why I like this whole thing. You know, all this uh, was the Action Network had it. And somebody sent me a tweet. Oh, it said, um, weather's impacting point spreads uh, this week in the NFL in Kansas City. I look. I'm like, I don't know. It's the total still 57. <laughs> like, nothing, nothing's moved. You know, until, like I said, Babano, until you, like, I never believe these weathers. Oh, it's going to be snowing in this. And who cares? There's tarps on the field, dude. Could be a blizzard in Boston right now. It wouldn't be an, an inch of snow on the field on Sunday anyways. Like, there's, you know, though, people just, they, they, they need stuff to talk about. Wind, you know it, Babano. You always say it. Wind, wind, wind. Wind is the problem, right? And we, we should note it is going to be a little windy. 14-mile-an-hour winds in Boston. Yeah, I- yeah, I don't think if I think you got to just handicap the game and the matchup, not so much you know the weather in this game. I know there's going to be a little bit of wind. To me, I, I I don't think I can take this game over the total. The Chargers are really good defensively. The Patriots have transitioned a bit more to a runner run heavy offense. They run the ball a lot more. They're not really as pace driven as they were uh, in past seasons and certainly early in the season. So I'd actually probably lean under if I had to look at this game than the total. Yeah, it's funny. I almost see it in a correlated way, too. Yeah, Yeah, I think if it's a shootout, uh, the Chargers could win a shootout, but to me, the Chargers' method to victory actually is on defense and shutting Brady down and winning this game 27-16 and just sort of shocking the world in how they beat the Patriots. All right, uh, you know, an over I do like. I think the game, the last game, is going to go over the number in the Dome here. Weather, not a factor at all. Um, Yes, the New Orleans Saints offense wasn't as effective down the stretch very similar to the Rams, but they sort of shut it down a bit. Like, they just ran the ball a lot. Um, they do have a problem as far as their secondary wide receivers are concerned. That's the one weakness with the Saints. You're, you know, teams double-team Michael Thomas, and Traquan Smith's okay sometimes, but he's then he disappears. Kirkwood's okay, but he's a practice roster guy. Um, they're, you know, that's why Kamara is so key to the, their, their success uh, right now. Freaking dangerous football team, but... They beat the Eagles 48-7 earlier in the year. I look at a similar game. I don't think it's 48-7, but kind of, you know, let's say 41-17 in that range. Yeah, 44, 44-21. I think the Saints win and win comfortably. Yeah, I mean, I know, I, I to me, I can't go against the Eagles or, but I, I'm reluctant to take the eight. I mean, I'm, I'm lukewarm on the Eagles. I know from a side perspective, if I bet it, I'm looking at the Eagles here, but I'm, I'm definitely on with you on the over. That's my stronger thought on this game, stronger opinion on this game. Uh, Ted Kim Jr. is going to play for the Saints, and I know people have criticized him in the past, dropping passes left and right, but before he got injured, he was playing really good for the Saints at receiver. He really was, and he's going to give them a legitimate second option behind Michael Thomas, and that's bad. Yeah. 
news for the Eagles secondary, Gabe, because I'm telling you what, if they went to a fifth quarter last week against Chicago, I'm convinced Mitch Trubisky and the Bears' passing game wasn't going to be stopped because they finally got some things figured out in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, and they were just moving the ball up and down the field, the Bears, through the air against that Eagles secondary. And that's a concern for me going up now against this Saints team. Uh, They're going to struggle. Uh, I think they're going to give up some big points. Kamara and Ingram, they couldn't stop them in the first meeting. I don't know what changes here. But I think Philadelphia is going to have a much better offensive showing in this game. Because remember, the first meeting was Carson Wentz at quarterback. He wasn't 100% healthy. Now you've got Nick Foles in there, the RPO. You know, he's got he's confident. He's played well in the postseason last year. He played well last week, I thought, on the road against a very, very good, uh, stingy Chicago defense. Uh, I think Foles in the offense, Jeffrey Ertz, they're going to make some big plays down the field for him. I think they're going to have trouble running the ball. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot more. That's good for an over as well. Yeah, I think we see points here. I like over 51. All right, Papano, so before we get you out of here. I was going to ask what's him his up, favorite man? bet of the week. I was going to ask Babano, like, out of everything, every <laughs> game, every total, what's your favorite? Like, if you're going to lay it down on one game, what would it be, buddy? What would it be, Babano? Like, one game would be game. Smash. one game. One game, side or total NFL, just the one I talked about now, over 51 Eagle Saints. I really think we see points in that. Uh, second one would probably be Chargers, third one Colts, uh, in that order, confidence-wise. Uh, what do you think of the um... – what do you think of the basketball tonight, college basketball? Got yeah, we got some Metro Atlantic, you know, and that's usually a conference I love betting. Uh, the MAAC, Iona, Niagara, Ryder, Canisius, Siena, you know, Marist. Marist's actually decent this year. I don't want to say they're good. You know, Marist Red Foxes have been one of the worst teams in the Metro Atlantic for years, but they're actually playing a little bit better. they got a little bit more talent this year. They're laying two and a half against Mar- uh, Siena. But I'll tell you what, Marist laying points, you don't see that very often. And for Siena, they're 0-2 in the conference. That's sort of underachieved. Had some injuries. Uh, Siena's taken some money, but I agree with it. I think Siena, desperation spot for them against Marist. They show up tonight in that game. So uh, I kind of like Siena in that one. And Niagara Sien- as Sienna well. Missed. Your little Siena missed, yes. Yeah, and Niagara <laughs> plus two against Iona. Niagara's at home. Iona's 0-5. I believe both straight up and against the spread on the road. And I know Iona's looked great starting the conference season at two and zero, but their road play has been atrocious. And now they're laying points on the road. I think the Purple Eagles and Niagara could be worth a look there. What about this Northern Kentucky? It's one of the most. Uh, it's interesting. It's one of the heavily bet like on covers. I'm looking at, like people are smashing the Norse tonight. The line open at six and a half. I'm seeing five and five and a half. So they're playing at home to right State. And the line's gone the other way, but people are betting on them. Like, am I going to take a shot with the Wright State Raiders here, Babano? Any opinion on that one? <laughs> uh, to me, Northern Kentucky's the better of the two teams. They've been great at home. Wright State's been poor on the road. But I think people see this as a spot where Wright State's stepping up in, in competition. They're going to be uh, ready to get a big win here. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't think it's a particularly good team. But the, the line movement does concern me. I mean, we're talking about six and a half down to four and a half with a bad team against one that they should struggle with and Northern Kentucky, a good home court. But it, to me, that's a baffling line move. I would only look Northern Kentucky now, four and a half, five. I agree. Yeah, it's getting pretty manageable. It yep. is. It's getting, getting it into is. A, some, some man, manageable uh, territory uh, right now. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. What about the NHL tonight, Babano and the NBA? 
Yeah, uh, the NBA I passed, nothing there, but Buffalo, Carolina, it's the Brian Blessing special here for me uh, in this game. Uh, Buffalo Savers plus 130 for what a couple of reasons. Carolina played last night at second night of back-to-backs for them uh, after playing in Tampa, and they, a good effort for them against the Lightning, even though they fell short. Oh, Buffalo's they pissed a more it away. Team. They yeah, they did. Away. Yeah, they that was chance. a tough loss. For Carolina, Buffalo's got, you know, I think they're the better of these two teams, first of all. I like their goalie Hutton. Yeah, I like their goalie Hutton over McElhaney or Mrazek, that's for sure. Uh, And you look at it, Eichel's back, and it's homecoming for Jeff Skinner. Skinner! I mean, he's going back to Carolina for the first time, exactly, for the first time since he got traded there. So I think he's up for this game. He's had a great first half for the Sabres. This line has gotten carried away. I could see Carolina being a small home favorite. Now at minus 150, I don't see that. Uh, I'll go for Buffalo here, plus one thirty. How do we not take Pittsburgh too? Like, am I am I missing something? Only getting twenty five cents to the Ducks. Like, sign me up. Yeah, Anaheim's lost nine in a row, and they can't put a puck in the ocean right now. Uh, I don't know how you back them. Uh, you can lay as blow as a buck twenty five now uh, with this Pittsburgh Penguins team. I agree. Now that it's down, it actually came down minus one forty five to minus one twenty five. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh or nothing for me. Anaheim, it's a trap. they look like dead ducks in. right now. I'm falling in. <laughs> Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Papano. Ian. Ian Cameron. Ian. 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 <laughs> Rightwager.com. Check out his plays. What are you going to? Uh, you going to a cupcake festival tonight? I don't know what's going on this weekend. Wine? Cupcakes? Muffin fest? No, it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be... Oh, we're going to get, get together with uh, pals of mine for the football this weekend. That's about it. No soup fests. No cupcake fests. 